miss what five passes get three touchdowns that's that's huge yeah, this and defense jack coletto you're right jack coletto yeah jack coletto all right what's up guys welcome to the first episode of those damn sports of the year my name is benjamin rubino and i'm gonna be the host of the show i'm ryan harlan i am a co-host of this show and I'm Andres de los Santos. I am another co-host for this show, and I'm the sports chief here at Omen. So, moving forward, let's just introduce everyone first in more detail, get the listeners to know us a little better. Like I said, uh, my name is Benjamin Rubino. I go by he, him pronouns. I'm the assistant sports editor here at Omen. And just think about a favorite OSU sport memory I have. I, I got to say the Civil War game. Chance Nolan coming in after Jebbio gets hurt and just punches it in for the game-winning touchdown against the Ducks. That's a good one for sure. That's a great one. It's actually not Civil War anymore. You remember they changed the name? It's, uh, been, yeah. it's, an, it's the rivalry, rivalry series game. now. My mistake. Rivalry rivalry yeah, it's all good. It's all good. That's the name they came up with? Well, it's like there's a different name for it, but it's just too long to remember. And quite frankly, it's really, really long and boring, so I don't uh-huh. want to say the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's not no longer Civil War. It's the rivalry series. Yeah. All right. So I'm Ryan Harlan. I go by he, him pronouns. Uh, I am a contributor here at OMN Sports. Um, My favorite OSU sports memory has got to be, I would say, the win, the blowout win against Idaho. First blowout since 2008. So definitely a special memory to witness that in person. Was it really 2008? Yeah, That's it was a like long time. it was a long time. It was a long time since right. we had a shutout. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for me, um, I am Andres Los Santos. He can pronounce sports chief at Arrowhead Men. I did this podcast last year actually with uh, Brady, our other, our former sports editor. So I figured why not just do it again because it's a lot of fun. Just like talking and hearing yourself talk is kind of weird though, but I like podcasts. Pretty cool. And then my favorite OSU sport memory. Uh, it's gonna be a recent one. It's gonna be. Um, the win versus UW with last second field goal. Mm. It's only that because I got to call that game with Ben Paul or the broadcaster and just having that audio with me forever is like something I'll look back on for a long time. So uh, yeah, it's definitely that one for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to finally get this podcast back up and going. Just uh, having a podcast about sports in general, Oregon State sports in general is pretty fun. Mike Parker does it. So why can't we? So um, yeah, yeah, just give yeah, it a best shot. Andres, let's keep it with you. Since you've been at All Men here the longest, can you uh, just tell us a little about your All Men experience? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I started, what was it? I'm a junior now, so I started my freshman year of college, my winter term. And then I started covering uh, wrestling, obviously because I wrestled in high school. And then uh, did that for a little bit. Covered wrestling, gymnastics, basketball. Not so much football because I, I came towards the end of football season, so I didn't get to cover much of that. And then and I was excited. I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to get in this field. And then COVID hit. And so it put everything to a halt, including sports coverage, just writing in general. So I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> so uh, I will say, though, most of my time at Omen has been virtual and online, covering different like aspects of games remotely. But I still had a good time just covering those games. And then now that we're back in person, slowly but surely, it's really fun just going to those sporting events, like actually in person, like football games. I know... Uh, Broadcasting them is a lot of fun for sure. If you haven't done it, I highly recommend it if you ever get the opportunity. So, so um, yeah, obviously I love it here on Old Men. It's the reason I became the sports chief. Just I'm just so happy to be part of this organization. 
So uh, yeah, that's enough about me, Ben. How did you get involved, my lovely assistant? How did you get, <laughs> how did you get involved in Noah, man? Oh, uh, well, it's definitely a little different story than you. Uh, <laughs> it was all due to the, well, there was this pandemic going around. I don't know if you guys knew about it, but it kind of affected my hobbies and what I could do outside of school. And uh, growing up in uh, Lake Oswego, I played a lot of sports, uh, mostly lacrosse, water polo, basketball. Um, water polo was my main sport, though, so I was a very competitive athlete, and uh, sports was always just something that was around my life. So coming to college, I'm not playing collegiate sports. I'm <laughs> simply not good enough. Collegiate but, water polo. Yeah, collegiate <laughs> water polo. It's tough here. It's a club team, but it's tough here. Trust me. I got a lot of respect for those guys. But I felt like I needed something, some way to stay around sports uh, and have it still be kind of like a daily routine of mine. So uh, winter term sophomore year which was last year for me i'm a junior now i uh i applied because well before my freshman year i toured this place and that was the only time i've been inside this building oh, that's right you did mention that yeah, yeah I remember so that. uh i got hired as a print contributor i was just a sports writer doing some stories uh i pitched i pitched a story that i had which uh was an interview with the color analyst for the portland trailblazers lamar heard he's a wonderful guy i wrote a it was an interview article and wrote it out and ended up being printed in the newspaper. So yep. that was a, it was a pretty reassuring feeling for a first time writer. <laughs> but um, yeah, since then I just kept writing and writing, uh, applied to be the assistant sports editor spring term of sophomore year, uh, went through the hiring process. Had a nice conversation with Andres and <laughs> our other boss, Jen. Um, and, uh, you know, the deal ended up going through. And now I, I haven't been with the company for a full year yet, but this is my first time working inside the building, and it's just been loads of fun, uh, so many opportunities, and uh, I've loved every bit of it. And we got a little new hire here. Yeah, we got a new. I guess Ryan, we'll turn it to you because technically you work yeah. for you work for both me and Ben. So, yeah, yeah. So and, and the fact that <laughs> the you're pressure's doing, on, the here. pressure's on, man. You know, you gotta perform every A game. No, I'm kidding. So. I guess we'll talk to you about how you got involved with Oh Man, like your I guess your story of joining this organization. Yeah, no, like both of you, I'm a junior. Uh, sorry, my third year at here at OSU. Um, like Ben, I did play a lot of sports in high school. Uh, I was a swimmer myself for five years on the high school team. Uh, I went to states, the first person in my high school's history to go to states four consecutive years in a row. Damn. So they should make a movie about you, man. <laughs> yeah, I, jo I joke with my friend about that because he's also really he's really good too. Mm. But like, I joke with him around about that sort of thing. He broke my record like my freshman year. They make a movie about both of you. For me though, like I how I got into this was obviously because of COVID. I a lot of the social sort of aspects and everything were kind of cut off for me. Also, being three thousand miles away too didn't help matters as well. But I wanted something to do or had an idea to do sort of a sports podcast type of thing for a while. And watching shows like the Pat McAfee show kind of inspired me Love to go that in that route. <laughs> and that's kind of why I wanted to get involved here at OM and was to use sort of that idea and see something through to fruition. Nice. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's why. Nice. Yeah, yeah. nice. I also will say, uh, not to like call you anything, um, Ryan, but every time OM and sports would post on Instagram, you'd be like one of the few people to like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like I was like... I was kind of expecting an open house when he came, so I was like, well, I was like, when it was you, I was like, I know this guy. We're good. It's <laughs> so, like, uh, I know this guy. I know this guy. <laughs> so we're good to go.
Well, um, moving forward, um, like we all said, we started this podcast because, well, it already was a podcast. Andres and our former sports editor, Brady, did a very good job of running it. And we just thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring it back and talk about Beaver sports, especially this year where our football team's overachieving. Um, we have a very exciting basketball team, both men's and women's, coming in for this winter season. Oh, for sure. Oh, and yeah, let's not forget about Olympic gold medalist Jade Carey. Jade Carey. Oh, oh yeah. Jade Carey's Jade Carey. this year. She's so nice, by the way. No, she's a very nice She's a very person. nice person. She's very nice. We should try and get her in here sometime. We should. Jade Carey, if you're listening. Yeah, Jade Carey. <laughs> we love to have you on the show. <laughs> you want to, if you got time on Tuesdays. <laughs> We'd love to have you on the show. Feel free. <laughs> um. So, let's just... Going to breaking down Oregon State's football season so far. It's oh, been so a very far. exciting season. Oh, exciting. I don't want to cut you off, Van. Exciting, but somewhat chaotic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Questioning, that's the puzzling. Right. That's the right. In a sense, it. there's so many different words to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, I mean, I, I think since last season, um, we saw Jamar Jefferson leave. I honestly was very... I was unsure about it. Oh, I you know. and I like. You and I like. I, I knew I knew BJ Baylor and Deshaun Fenwick were on the team. I hadn't seen any of them play as much because Jamar was there. Mm-hmm. Jamar yeah. leaves, and I think BJ and Deshaun have stepped in, and they have, they have really showed up to be some of the two best running backs in the Pac-12. Ryan, what's your thoughts on just, like, I guess before we talk about the schedule, I guess what's your thoughts on just, like, how this team has looked so far? This team looks way better than last year, than 2020 (laughs) by far. Especially Chance Nolan, too, has a better command of the offense than what I saw last year. Looks a lot more poised, calm in the pocket than he did. Uh, And as well as, you know, getting out and using his legs more often, which was something that... He brought that was a little different than what Jebbia brought to the team, and I'm excited mm-hmm. that we have that element nice. in our offense of having a dual threat quarterback. I like how you said dual threat quarterback because like Nolan really is dual, dual threat. threat. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he was the number one rated dual ra- dual threat ranked junior college quarterback yeah. coming out of junior college, so like getting him was a snag in my opinion, and I'm really oh, yeah, glad that yeah. he's yeah. he's coming back. Well, we all start somewhere, you know. I guess this football season starts somewhere, so I guess um, let's break down the um, the stats from the Purdue game. So, obviously, uh, Oregon State kicked off this season against Purdue in West Lafayette, Indiana. Roughly over 53,000 people were there at that game. That's a huge um, big crowd. Game. For, big game for the, for the Beavers. For the Beavers. For the Beavers, yeah. And just, you know, it was three hours long, roughly. It was a huge game. Mm-hmm. So, let's go over some stats a little bit. As we both know, or as all three of us know, I would say, I forget we have a third co-host. My bad, Ryan. <laughs> it's um, all good. It's all good. So, Sam Neuer started at quarterback. And yes. at least for me on a personal level, because I attended the scrimmage beforehand, I looked at Nora and I was like, wow, he has a really good quarterback. Like, I like this guy, right? Yeah. Plus, his connection with Trevor Pope, he's a wide receiver on the uh, football team, looked really promising. But against Don't forget Purdue, Brian Lindgren, too. Brian Lindgren, too. Yeah. yeah, another good guy. But looking at the stats um, from the game, it's very puzzling, I would say. So, Sam Nori, he was 10 for 21, 94 yards, one interception. That's just puzzling. It's like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's very concerning. You know, um, Ben, what are your thoughts on just like, you know, Neuer, obviously, like it's a whole, it's a new system, Chester yeah. in Colorado. What are your thoughts on just like, do you think there was like some sort of like pressure to like perform well or exceed well? Definitely. Definitely. You think so? You come in, he was a, he was a notable quarterback with Boulder, a Pac-12 leader and coming to Oregon State, one of it, it's his home state. Um, He's coming into a team that he hasn't played with. All he had was a short off season to get situated with it and I think just unfortunately his first game was against Purdue. Yeah. It was a very tough yeah, first yeah, matchup. Yeah. And 
it's stressful out there. They were playing him tough. And when Coach Smith made the decision to switch Neuer for Chance, I feel like Chance had the advantage in the situation. I agree. Because oh, yeah. there's yeah. nothing to lose. Yeah. You're yeah. Down in yeah. the game, he's, it was his team before, and he was just going out there and slinging and brought them back to what was almost a comeback win. But Neuer, I was I was really excited about getting him from Boulder because I thought he's a he's a fifth year senior right now. Yeah, fifth he's year older. Um, I thought he was going to be very commanding on the field, calm. You know, he's been he's playing he's been playing football for a long time. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be an issue where he wasn't going to be making the right throws or throwing too many interceptions. But we've only seen one game of him. So yeah, only one game. Uh, well, we'll talk more about. It. We saw a little bit more of him against yeah. Idaho. We'll get more of that later. But I guess. Ryan, what was, your th- what was your thoughts on just, you know, like we're down huge or Oregon State's down huge, you know, Neuer is not the option, but Nolan comes in and just dominates, you know, he just, yeah, Nolan yeah, was, yeah. he was 10 for 16, yeah. only 16 passes, but 157 yards and his longest pass was 45 yards in the air. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on just like, just like his presence, like he's, he made himself known to the Oregon State offense. What are your thoughts on that? I think in that game, the offensive line didn't do many favors for Sam Neuer in terms of blocking. And that contributed to a lot of his poor play. Now I'm not, you know, giving you know Sam a free pass. I thought coming into the season, I thought with the arrival of Neuer and the familiarity with Brian Lindgren, our offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. I thought that this was going to be a relatively smooth transition. Even though, yes, it was very quick and very fast paced, just of the timing of when he came in to the start of the season, there was an there wasn't any worry, at least for me, about who would be starting because mm-hmm. of the experience, because of him being mm-hmm. fifth-year senior. I thought things were going to be fine no matter what. Yeah. But to see him struggle and the poor play from the offensive line, I think really contributed a lot to that deficit yeah. that we were behind yeah, against yeah, Purdue. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the stats for that Purdue game. Purdue only sacked... I don't know if it was Nolan or Chance who got sacked, but there was only one sack. In the I believe game. It was, that was against Neuer. It was against Neuer. Was against Neuer. Yeah. Eight yards. So, but who, so who was it? Carloftis? Carloftis was getting in the backfield pressuring Neuer constantly. Oh, yeah. Might have been Carloftis. Yeah, Carloftis was pressuring Neuer constantly. George Carloftis. Yeah, he had one solo tackle, three assisted, four totals. Yeah. So he was just... I he, think was he was living just, he was in the backfield. Through the offensive line and just causing some disruption for the quarterbacks. I guess the only quarterback, quote-unquote quarterback, that had a perfect rating that night was Tajon Lindsay, the wide receiver. He was <laughs> one for one, 34 yards. Almost got a touchdown, but so that was a beautiful You love pass. to see that. You love oh, to see that. Oh, trick plays on my favorite plays. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ben, since you have the stats out in front of you, I want you yeah. to do me a favor. Yeah. I want you to compare. First of all, read the stats, you know, for the rushing, and then compare it to just what we see now. Okay. Oregon State. In the first game against Purdue, uh, Oregon State saw, well, we had all three running backs uh, contribute to the game. Trey mm-hmm. Lowe, six runs, 27 yards, uh, long of 11 yards. BJ Baylor had nine runs for 26 yards um, and two touchdowns. Chance Nolan scrambled for t- two times for 13 yards. Uh, Tajon Lindsay, two runs for 10 yards and a touchdown. Jack Coletto, three runs, 10 yards, just the classic third down and short. Give mm-hmm. it to Coletto. And Deshaun Fenwick only had one run for one yard in that game. Okay, so I want you to notice something here. I want you to notice the fact that, so in total, rushing yards for Oregon State was about 25 carries, 87 yards total rushing yards. Mm -hmm. Chance Nolan was 10 for 16 and had a total of 157 yards. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice that the 
the passing game is much more effective than the run game, which is going to be a huge factor when we move on later throughout the season. So I feel like this would be a good talking transition to talk about the Hawaii game where where everything was so where much everything different. was so much better. That was a more dominant win. That was um, yeah. the week. So obviously, you know, you lose that you lose a game against Purdue. It's a close game. You lose twenty one thirty. Yeah, and yeah. then you know you come back home, Hawaii. Uh, obviously, first game back inside research since like what twenty nineteen against mm-hmm. Arizona State. Yeah, you yeah. come back here. You want to make a statement, and they did. They won 45-27. And one thing to note about that game was Chance Nolan was the only quarterback in the entire time. There was no Sam Neuer, no trick plays. Just this whole game relied on Sam Neuer, and he looked very phenomenal too because he was 21 for 29, mm-hmm. um, 302 yards, 302 yards passing. That, that's, that's insane. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, and only took one sack on the game. Yeah. So that was just... I mean, I mean, I was at that game. I was fortunate enough to not be working that game, so I signed mm-hmm. the student section. <laughs> so um, I think from a fan perspective, if I p- take off my editor hat for a little bit, from a fan perspective, you would think that the Oregon State fans and the coaching staff, they started to believe in Nolan. Uh, Ryan, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I think they were thinking with that performance, that gave Nolan the keys to the offense and no question that he was QB1 right then and there. Yeah. Even myself, I watching that game from home, I thought he's our answer, he's our guy mm-hmm. moving forward. What are your what are your thoughts been on just Chance Nolan like like stepping into the play just like, you know what? Like this is my offense now. Like this is like I am the captain of this boat now. You know what? I am the captain now. What do you think about that, man? I was extremely confident. I was ready to give him a chance. <laughs> but um, um yeah, I knew he would step in, especially against an opponent like Hawaii. No discredit to Hawaii, but they're no Purdue. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And Ever since the Purdue loss, I would always say if Chance Nolan just started that whole whole game, we yeah, would have won. Exactly. Is, is, yes, you have been, which I will note. Ben has written a lot of football articles, and he's written that at least every single one of them. And I'm about to cut it out because as as much as I like that fact, I can't say it in the story. <laughs> this is where I can be. This is where you can say it. This is where you can say those say takes. It. If which you read I, my writing, which, which it's very I factual. agree. I agree with that 100 percent because mm-hmm. obviously, like 20 for 29, you miss eight passes. Yeah, you know. 302 yards of total, like, of not total offense, of just passing offense and two touchdowns. No interceptions, too. That's mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously, that's not perfect, but that's as good as you can get. And the rushing game, too. Um, ben, you want to talk about the rushing BJ game? BJ Baylor, 18 runs, 171 yards, and three touchdowns. Breakout game for Baylor. Breakout game. And we saw right. Nolan using his legs seven times to get 48 yards. Jack Coletto got a little punch and touchdown from the three yard line. And still, Deshaun Fenwick, only four runs and. 11 yards he hasn't really broken out yet at this point in the season and trey low uh who still who still plays for us but only comes in in sparse moments had six runs for 26 yards in that game yeah that, that game was huge for just like i think that was the first game where the oregon state running offense became a legit threat to just everyone in the country wouldn't you agree Ryan? yes yes yeah. They definitely going, did. Going, yeah. They did. Yeah, no, BJ Baylor was averaging what? Like nine and a half? Nine and a half he yards. Was, yards? Yeah. yeah, nine and a half yards that game. <sighs> First down every play almost. And I guess that answers your question, Ben, because like I mean, I'm I myself, I was scared because I like I knew BJ Baylor was there. I knew mm-hmm. Deshaun Fenwick was there, but obviously like Jamar Jefferson. You saw Jamar. He's yeah, yeah. We saw oh, Jamar yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, so yeah. those are big shoes to fill in. And I think 
I think at this point, VJ Baylor's like, all right, I understand where I'm coming in and just yeah. starts running all over everybody on the field. Um, so let's talk about, in terms of rushing, receiving looked pretty good too. Well, in the receiving this game, it was actually due to injury that receiver Anthony Gould got the opportunity to come in and play. Yeah. And he took the opportunity, seven receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown Ooh. with a long of 33 yards. Ooh. He came in and showed out when, who was it that was injured, actually? Tajon. Tajon. Tajon didn't play this game. Yeah. He was injured this game. And, and Trayvon Bradford, as normal. Stepped up beautifully. Stepped up. Uh, you know, I actually want to talk about our, our dual tight end situation that we got going. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Do you mean sort of like Victoria the lack Arnold? of use of tight ends well, in the passing game? Or? Yeah, I mean... Well, in this game, there was a, there was a lack of. It was this last lack. game where so, there was a lack of. Yeah, uh, I guess to Ben Ben Rubino's point. Uh, so, uh, Teague Vittoriano, uh, two receiving two receptions for thirty yards, and Musgrave had no touches on the ball at all yeah. that night whatsoever. So, I guess I guess it's the saying like you can't have them all. Beggars can't be choosers. So I guess they traded. They saw the run game was working, so they're running a lot more yeah. versus like yeah. they were going to risk the interception. So I guess like. It's a fair trade, in my opinion. It is a fair like, trade. Yeah, I feel like trade. Our, both of our tight ends, they're focused towards blocking. Uh, yeah. Run yeah. Block because we have such great running backs. I agree. Um, but then you see plays where Tegan breaks away with for a wide-open touchdown. Mm-hmm. Musgrave breaks to the corner to catch the pass for the first down. It's almost, how do you feel about um, incorporating the tight ends more into an offensive system? Because you see successful offenses throughout the whole nation. They always have a great tight end. Oh, yeah. Both. Yeah, and I block, quick catch. Mm-hmm. We they won the Beavers won 45-27 against Hawaii. They're so one and one they, on the season. Well, at that they point. one and one the season look pretty good so far. Yeah, everyone's thinking. All right, look at the rest of our schedule. Idaho, uh, it should be an easy win. At this point, I'm looking at USC and Washington as thinking those are going to be the tough games. But first, let's start with the 42 to zero shutout <laughs> versus <laughs> Idaho. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I wasn't. Uh, to be fair, I wasn't at the game. I was actually here in the mm-hmm. studio, making sure like the broadcast ran smoothly. Mm-hmm. And every time I'd hear Ben Paul, our broadcaster, call the game, he'd be like, "And another touchdown!" I'd talk to him off there, like, "Another one? Really? You sure?" Like, who was it? Who was it? <laughs> so mean, yeah, it was. It was that game was insane. <laughs> that game. That game was insane. That was just all Beavers. That's another confidence booster too for this team. It was. Oh you, yeah. You blow out forty-two zero. Any team you blow out forty-two zero. That's a huge confidence booster, especially with the defense too. When you yeah. think about it, it's like, I guess defense was like they're showing like, okay, we got this. Like we know what we're doing. Our defense. I mean, other than this last game where we couldn't stop any runs or passes, I'd say our defense, especially our linebackers. We'll get to that, Ben. We'll get to we that. Will. We'll get to yeah. that Washington State game. But back to Idaho. So uh, let's go over the stats for a little bit. So right. passing, Chance Nolan, of course, number ten, fourteen for nineteen. 175 yards, so not oh, three touchdowns and one sack. So mm-hmm. obviously not that many more yardage, but at the same time, still pretty freaking good, you know. Uh, miss what five passes, get three touchdowns. That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. And then obviously um, Sam Vidalak, uh, freshman quarterback, he yes. came in. He was two for three for eight yards. Yes. Obviously, exciting with Sam Vidalak. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Sam Vidalak fan. He throws the ball on a rope. He, he does, yeah. He throws that thing hard. And, and then no dude was <laughs> balling in spring practices oh, too. Was, yeah. Oh my gosh! And then Ben, you, you said that knowing Noyer wasn't given a chance. Uh, yeah. He was going <laughs> to take a chance, um, but he was one for three for seven yards and an, and, interception. an interception. So <laughs> I think uh, Beaver fans were happy to see that um, Bill Lack was getting this uh, more reps than Noyer. Yeah. 
So in total, I guess Chance Nolan had 175 yards. But um, Ben, I want you to look at the running uh, stats and read them out loud and kind of tell me what's one key difference between this game and the other two games. Well, in this game, we saw B.J. Baylor for 11 runs, 69 yards, and two touchdowns for a long run of 20 yards. Trey Lowe still in there, nine runs for 69 yards, no touchdowns. Deshaun Fenwick finally gets on the board. Seven runs, 59 yards, and a touchdown with a long run of 18. Chance Nolan also, four for 34, uh, long of 25 yards. Who else do we get? We got Mikey Alfieri from Jesuit High School. He got in for one attempt for 12 yards in the first down. I'd say this is this is the start of figuring out BJ and Deshaun and Trey. That's the trio. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the start of where... The run game starts to take over Oregon State offense because yeah. Yeah. in total the run game itself. So obviously not not just between BJ Trey and Deshaun, but between all the like rushes we've had, our Oregon State's had, it's 264 yards of total offense versus in the air when you got Nolan Villac and Neuer, it's 190. So obviously keeping the ball on the ground is working, and mm-hmm. I believe like John Smith and the rest of the coaches staff is like trying to pick up on this where it's like, hey, like our run game, it's strong, and like we know like this is gonna work. Let's keep at it. And so I think this is just the start of something very, very good. And also, I guess one thing um, I'd like to add, too, is Neuer had three different touchdowns with three different receivers. So first touchdown was Champ Fleming's. He had a reception for 30 yards, which Quinn Sully was his touchdown. And then from there, Tajon Lindsay, uh, one reception for 18 yards and a total touchdown. And then Team Quatoriano, the tight end. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that was the game where he got wide open. Actually, no, he only had 14 yards. Yeah, 14 yards, but a touchdown nonetheless. Yeah, so, still. Touchdown yeah. nonetheless. Versus Musgrave. Musgrave, I believe, yeah, three receptions, 40 yards. So, obviously, uh, not a touchdown like he wanted, but it's incorporating that tight end duo with both blocking and rece- receiving. And then on top of that, it's like it's the start of this run game. It's just like yeah, starting to just hammer in there, which I think is a really good fact in the Pac-12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to see Musgrave and actually I want to see Musgrave get the ball more. Tegan, Tegan gets his passes. I I know Musgrave lived in the same apartment complex as him. He's a hardworking so guy. Bias. He's a nice guy too. <laughs> <You're biased. laughs> no, not biased. He also, I mean, he's just so tall. Him and Tegan, they're both. They're both well, well yeah, over well, six yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah. He's a strong guy. I mean, it's when they throw the ball to him most of the time. Is he's so heavily guarded? And, you think so? I mean. I, the defense might see something in him that I don't where he's the real threat, but I, I do want to see Musgrave get more involved in the offense. He's just biased. I mean, I like, I like, I like the guy too, but man, he's just biased on that. Oh, he lives in the same apartment as me. Bam. Used to. Not Used anymore. To. <laughs> Not anymore. All right, well, after that big win, Beavers are now 2-1 and one on the season and heading into Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. That's where they from. haven't won in 60 years. That one, that stat was impressive. I was yeah. not impressed. I was just like, really? Like, I'm getting into the game because, like, obviously, like any sports editor, I did my research on the teams, like the history, mm-hmm. and the fact that it said last win 1960, I was like, whoa! I was like, wait a minute. No, there was, there was a really it's fun graphic. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's yeah. been a minute. It's, it's been, been a minute. minute. It was a fun graphic that came up on the TV during that game. It was like, what? Ha- what was happening? Like the last time the Beavers won oh, yeah, inside that. the Memorial Coliseum. <laughs> it was like Elvis Presley had the number one hit. <laughs> it really, it really like, just showed how long. ESPN, we get it. All right. Yeah. How it's long like, it's been since it, the Beavers ESPN, have done it. It's been a while been a since we won there. But heading into this game, it was definitely favored for USC to come out on top. 
Which but. I don't blame them because Keaton Slovis is an he looked phenomenal last year yeah. quarterback. So oh yeah, he, quarterbacks he, for them he, uh, he threw thirty one for forty nine yards for 300, 355 yards and one total touchdown and three interceptions. Oh for sure, so our defense was able to slow him down in the interception sense, taking away his passes and giving the ball to our offense where. We saw Chance Nolan, another very efficient game, 15 for 19 passing, 213 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. We also saw DJ Baylor in the rushing sense, 23 runs, 158 yards, ah, no touchdowns. Jack Coletto had two touchdowns this game. He I had three like- runs, eight total yards, and two touchdowns. I feel like if, if you put Jack Coletto on the field, good things happen. Good things always happen. Good things always happen. Oh, yeah. Number good, 12's on the field, yeah. good things happen. What are your thoughts on Jack Coletto, Ryan? Yeah, Jack like, Coletto, yeah, man. He's our ace in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Put him dude's on the... A, dude's, a, dude's a beast. What? He had, like, two touchdowns and one interception in that game, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Did, yeah. You guys, did you guys know he was a former quarterback? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that's insane. The fact that he went from quarterback to linebacker, linebacker yeah. to pretty much running back at this point. It's yeah. like... Do it all. Insane. Mr. Does it all, man. Yeah. Mr. Running yeah. back, fullback, linebacker. <laughs> you have to Let's think. put the him defense. at special teams. Let's put right. him at punter. The defense has <laughs> yeah, the defense yeah, does know position. what happened, what is going to happen every time Coletto comes onto the field. Oh, they're still down. never able yeah. to stop it. There was one play, I don't know if it was in this USC game or a later one, Coletto was on the field though. Third down and short. Uh, everyone's thinking Coletto run up the middle, but he ended up handing it off. You're to foreshadowing, Ben. You're foreshadowing the Washington game. Oh, that was the Washington that game. That was the Washington game. You're foreshadowing. All right, well, it's always don't, good to talk about the future. Don't talk about the Washington game, yeah. But I want to focus on this Russian game first because yeah. let's, let's talk more about this beautiful Oregon State Russian game. Deshaun Fenwick also, 53 yards on the day, 11 runs. I mean, everyone was getting after it. We saw Silas Bolden, Tyjon Lindsay, Treshawn Harrison, three wide receivers. Josiah Irish, another wide receiver. Yeah, Josiah Harris, four wide receivers. And then B.J. Baylor, Deshaun, Trello only had one run for no gain in this game. So it was mostly between B.J. and Deshaun leading the way for over 200 total yards of rushing offense. So that's that's insane. And and I guess one thing to add is same thing. So Chance Olman, 50 for 19, 213 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. The total, I guess, Oregon State rushing offense was 324 yards total. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah. Ryan, let me ask two questions. So what are your thoughts on Chance Nolan throwing few passes but completing for so many yardage? And what are your thoughts on just, like, this continuing of the Oregon State offense realizing, hey, this run game works? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it really isn't. You, you, as an offensive coordinator, you want what you, know, what you do best to be the thing that you want defenses to try and stop. Mm-hmm. If they can't stop the run game, you keep going with that run game. You keep going and going and going until they can stop it. And, of course, in this, they did not. We rushed over 300 yards total. <laughs> I don't mind that. If, don't we mind lean, that. I, if we lean on the run game, that's fine. That's fine. Like 15, 15 for 19, 213 yards, pretty efficient day. Very efficient. Four touchdowns on yeah, that? four yeah. touchdowns. That's yeah, I, I'll take that any day. If we rely on the run game, sure. That's fine by me. I don't mind. I, I like it. Uh Personally, because I'm looking at USC's quarterback throwing the ball 49 times. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You don't and want your quarterback doing that. The running back only rushed it 14 times. Um, as soon as you start. There's just a sense of imbalance. Yeah. Yeah, there's USC some imbalance. As soon as you get your quarterback really, to start really throwing imbalance. over 50 pass attempts, there is there is something yeah. wrong yeah. That's with like the desperation offense. at that. that yeah. That's like just trying to get a first down, trying to get like some completion of something. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like, yeah, only 20 passes. That's. 
That's pretty good. Just in case, like, just in case, like, Oregon State needs like some like deep memory pass. Yeah. Like, the arm's not too tired. Yeah. Downfield. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, I was like, I was, I was concerned at first. Like, if I'm being honest, like, I was like looking over the stats and I was like, only twenty pass, like, under twenty passes. You know, but then I was like, how did he get to 213 yards? So I looked it up, and the way he got to 213 yards was was um, Tajon Lindsay carried the game. So <laughs> he had five receptions. L.A. native. L.A. native, yeah, Tajon Lindsay, L.A. native. Five receptions, a total of 102 yards for two touchdowns. That's that's huge numbers. And five receptions, uh, mm-hmm. oh my, that's that's incredible. And then, obviously, Trayshawn Harrison, uh, he came in, four receptions, 52 yards, one touchdown. And then... Dean Guitariano came in, two receptions, 35 yards, one touchdown. So it's the little plays that are, I mean, the passes that are happening, but like a few of them, but it's these big plays that are happening because the receivers are getting downfield. Yeah. Finding holes in the pocket, breaking in stride. It's, yeah, you want to, you want to distribute the ball to your playmakers and make them, make them go out there and make plays. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what you want to do. I mean, I remember back to Oregon State times where we had Isaiah Hodgkins. Uh, he's the Pat. The oh, Hodgkins, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, main wide receiver that we've had. Um, uh, Tajon Lindsey, similar to him, requires a lot of attention, but this is the first time in Oregon State in a while that I've seen we have four or five receivers that are reliable, consistent. Mm-hmm. You can throw them in any situation. Anthony Gould didn't even play this game um, after coming off the big game against Idaho and Hawaii. <laughs> It just shows that these Beaver wide receivers, they're always ready to come in, always ready to play, get yeah. open when they need to. And they've just been a great, great uh, asset to our offense this year. Oh, for sure. And that receiver room is deep. The receiver room is very deep. deep yeah. offense, uh, offense this game was big, but we can't take away credit from the defensive oh, yeah, side no. of the ball. Oh, hands on you cannot. Uh, linebacker Avery Roberts with 10 total tackles of the, <sighs> for the week. I believe he got Pac-12 after this game six solo tackles four assisted a uh, forced fumble let's look at i want to see who got the interceptions this game i, I know think rajon rajon right got one rajon got yeah one interception one breakup and we also saw julian alton get an interception yeah, Jack Coletto. You're right, Jack Coletto. Yeah, Jack Coletto. So Jack Coletto, he scored for a touchdown and got an interception in the same game. That's yeah. that's got to be a record of some sort. You don't but, see that very often. Yeah, no, you don't see that very often. It's been a minute since that's happened. Yeah, it's been a long minute. <laughs> but maybe, yeah. maybe not 1960 long minute. No, but it's been a long minute yeah, it's been happened. it's been a long minute since so, that's happened. I, I guess so. Obviously, you beat USC. You know, you know, not riding just a high. one game, riding high, three game winning streak. So you take that same energy into Washington, and mm-hmm. oh my goodness, gentlemen. Can we talk about that Washington game? Washington. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. 9,000 fans inside of Research Stadium was for it this really? game. Yeah, I oh think it was 9,000. That's wow. the most I've ever seen in Research in my years here. Mm-hmm. That's the most I've it ever felt seen. It like more than 9,000. I, I was definitely more did. like, I yeah. was going to guess like 30,000 roughly. This was game huge. was scary close, though. It, oh, it was even oh, the yeah. whole entire way. Oh, I mean, man. Oregon State was down in the fourth quarter, and we still managed to pull up. Pull off the, oh, I almost said upset win. It wasn't an upset. Well, it just, I mean, it was an upset in a sense where Oregon State hasn't defeated UW yeah. in such a long, situation. like 2013. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then I guess the stakes were high because, like, I know, like, Oregon had lost just the, like, literally the yeah. afternoon before. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I did, like, I'll be like, I'll be honest. I didn't even realize that happened. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did you not. Were, you were even the game. You didn't realize that. I, I was there. I was no, like, let uh, me tell you, from, like, the press <laughs> box, because I broadcast the game. Everyone knew like this. It came down to this. Everyone yeah. knew it was yeah. like, oh, if if OSU wins, they're top of the pack, top of the pack. 
And I told Ben Pollock yeah. broadcasted that and he was like, wait, no way. Like he, he didn't even know it. Cause like but yeah. I, did, I was like, I was like, I was like, there's so much at stake for this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Writing the story for that game, I gotta learn uh from Coach Smith himself. The team definitely did know that winning this game would put them oh, uh, yeah. atop the standings of the Pac-12 North as the lone leader because University Solid. of Oregon lost earlier this that day to the Stanford Saturday Cardinals. To Stanford. To Stanford. Stanford. To Stanford. Um, but go, yes, that's right. Well, go Cardinals. Let, let's look at this game in depth. Uh, Chance Nolan, who's been uh, thriving as the quarterback this year, we see him only getting 48 yards and an interception of seven attempts, no, 15 attempts, seven completions, he was sacked twice, longest throw only 22 yards, which uh, came very at the, at the very, very, yeah. <laughs> for a very big catch. But this game was heavily dependent upon running the ball, which Washington just couldn't seem to stop us. We saw B.J. Baylor, another uh, triple-digit uh, rushing game. He got 20, 20 runs for 112 yards, two touchdowns, long of 27. Deshaun Fenwick also contributed 12 runs for 74 yards. Saw Jack Coletto get another punch it in touchdown. Uh, Anthony Gould with the fly sweep, like I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Jack Coletto yep, comes in. Flag sweep. Yep. Third and short. Everyone's thinking Coletto's getting it, getting the ball, running it up right at the middle for the first down. Hands it off to Anthony Gould coming off the fly sweep. Runs it to the left side left of the side, yep. for 19 yards in the first down. That was a very big play. Let me just oh. say about that play. Um they had me fooled. <laughs> I know because yeah. Ben Paul and I were just like, oh, like Jack Lowe's on the field. And I was like, oh, he's probably going to run up the middle like he always does. Yeah. And then we see him hand it off. And then Ben Paul was like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? And I was like, I was like, I was like, he has a ball. Receiver has a ball. So him and I are scrambling trying to find the ball. And then I guess Ryan, because I'm asking you because you were not working. Ben Paul, Ben Brubino, Ben, all the Bens and I were working that game. <laughs> all the Bens. All the Bens and I were working that game. But you were in the stands as a fan because you weren't even clear to work yet. Yes, yes. What was your reaction like when you saw, like, oh, my God, first down. We got the first down. Oh, my goodness. I, 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 I was watching. I was like, okay, Coletto, up the middle, same as you, mm-hmm. up the middle. And as soon as I saw the handoff, I was like, oh, my God, what? No, no, no. We're handing this off? Like, the goal? What? what? <laughs> like, it had me fooled. Just from seeing that play so many times, oh, I thought it was Coletto up the middle. I did too. Everyone around me mm. lost their collective minds <laughs> seeing that play happen. I will say Ben Paul and I lost our collective minds too. <laughs> Literally, we were just like, oh, he's got the ball, he's got the ball. And then, gentlemen, the ending of that game. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Let it me just set up. It was set up. It was up. like a movie. <laughs> Literally like a movie. Just You could not... Picture I, any better. I didn't believe it was Oregon State football. That was giving me this cinematic masterpiece. I know, right it was just like, can you imagine from the pre- I imagine that you from the press box. You must yeah. have been like, whoa, like what's going on? They like, stop him. Oregon State stops uh Washington during the fourth quarter. I think there's four or three minutes left in the game. Uh, uh Washington used all four of their downs. It came down to a fourth and short, like maybe even fourth and one. Fourth it was like a fourth and like a, a toenail pretty it was, much. It, it was, was so short. It was so it was, short. It was short. <laughs> Quarterback sneak though. Oregon State knew it was coming. Uh, stacked the box, stopped him, pressed him right at the line of scrimmage, brought him down. Refs had to bring the chains out. It was this big moment. That was a big ordeal. Stakes the chain down. There's about four inches between the ball and the first down. The crowd goes crazy. The crowd goes absolutely bonkers. Yeah, no, in the crowd, we were all like, please do not... Give us the wrong end of this call mm-hmm. here. It's, <laughs> it's been oh, so man. many times with the ball being spotted yeah. against UW, especially last, last year. year. Last, oh, last year. year was And insane. then, yeah, as, like, as soon as I saw that it was short, that <laughs> Dylan Morris was short, 
The crowd just oh erupted in cheers. I will say, um, on two things. So I broadcasted, I keep saying I broadcasted the game. I'm, I'm damn proud I broadcasted that game. <laughs> um, I will say, though, like, the, the erupting from the crowd, the windows were vibrating. It was yeah. so insane. Seriously? I was just like, Ben Paul and I were like, whoa, like, like, this is real. And then, like, if you play the audio back, you hear the crowd just erupt, just like, like, ah, oh, let's go. And Ben Paul, like, Ben Paul and I, this by the scenes, like, we were hugging. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, my God, he converted. Like, <laughs> he got the first out. Like, we were just like, we got this. Like, we're winning. Ryan, um, did, you, did you storm the field? Uh, did, you, did you storm the field? Oh, yes. After that, after that amazing Everett Hayes field goal, did yeah. you storm the field? Yes, I did. I Can you blame me, though? Like, <laughs> no, I do not. I, after many disappointing almost comeback wins that Oregon State has engineered, Talking about the Stanford game, my freshman year, 2019. Oh, gosh. So oh my close. Gosh. Yeah. No, uh, it was nice to have that moment to be on the opposite side and have a win. Gentlemen, I'm not going to lie. I almost cried. I literally, like, like so I, I threw it to Drew. He's, a, he's one of our radio DJs. I threw it to Drew for commercial break. And I'm like holding my head, and Ben's like, "Are you good?" I'm like, "No, I'm gonna cry." I was like, I was so emotional because I was like, "We won!" Like we're all at the top of the Pac-12. I was top like, of the Pac-12, they're four and one. I was like four and one. I was like, well, I was like, we won. I was like, oh my goodness, like this is so surreal. And then like, if you hear the audio back from the broadcast, it's like you can like hear Ben Paul like, "Snap is good, kick is good, and it's up, man. It's good." We like we like lose our minds. Like um, anyone that was listening to that broadcast, if you were deaf, I apologize because. <laughs> Ben Paul and I were screaming our heads up. We were just like, oh, it's good. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm, I think I'm pretty sure you two have heard of it, right? Yeah. 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 You, you can attest to this. Like, we, like, lost our minds. And, like, Ben Paul and I were hugging. We're just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I was like, Ben, it's an honor to call this game with you. And those spotting charts that I use, I hung them up in the mm-hmm. office. And they're staying there forever because this is a memory just I yeah. don't want to forget. I mean, who can blame you for being so excited? You're thinking oh, Oregon State's four and one. We're top of the Pac-12 North. All you can do now is start to think about what's next. Exactly. What, what can yeah. this what's team next? do? What can we accomplish? Ooh. And what was waiting for them the very next week was uh, uh, University of Washington's <laughs> uh, little brother, Washington yeah. State, who apparently we haven't beaten for. Eight, they haven't beaten since 2013. Yeah, eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, heading into the game, I was like, oh, we got this. Like, you know, because we broke in a bunch of first. You yeah. know, obviously, it's like they beat, they beat USC for the first time in a while. They, uh, they beat UW for the first time in a while. They take, they, they take first in the Pac 12 for the first time ever, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, we got this. Like, money in the bag. You know, I had my football jersey on. I yeah. wasn't working that game. And then, um, didn't happen. <laughs> well, I thought the whole week leading up to it, I was in the same boat. I thought we had this. Yeah. This is yeah. easy money. But when I woke up that morning, what, one, one o'clock game time? One o'clock game time, yep. Yeah. I don't know. It was something 11.30, and I was just like, oh, really? This, this doesn't feel right. Interesting. This doesn't There was feel a disturbance right. in the force. Maybe, maybe it was because they're in Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't feel them here, but I just had a feeling. Yeah, it's like nobody <laughs> willingly wants to go to Pullman. Yeah. For, no, no, no offense to Pullman. No listeners. offense to Pullman. I've heard it's a beautiful, beautiful it's city. Beautiful place, Watch beautiful campus. <laughs> well, so, let's talk about the game. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about the game. Chance Nolan. Uh... Another I mean, decent decent performance, but not what we are accustomed to at the beginning of the season. He had 11 completions off of 25 attempts for 158 yards, and he also threw two interceptions and got sacked once. Not much like Ouch. Washington State's quarterback, who played almost Jane, a perfect game. Jane Delora? Yeah. He With had like a 399 yards, <laughs> three touchdowns, uh, 32 completions off of 46 attempts. Their quarterback was a very big problem for Oregon State defense. And 
as much as I love offense, I think the defense was really the game changer of this game. Oh, no, what, for sure. What, how we couldn't get a stop. We, but speaking of the offense, um, I guess, Ryan, I'm going to ask you if you knew this. Did you know that Jane Dolor actually was suspended from the team a yes. little bit because of the DUI? Yeah, so I remember that. I remember I that news. I was surprised about that. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I remember that news. Yeah. How long ago did that happen? That happened about like, I was after season, so not too much yeah. after, but... I was like shocked he was so playing because I was like, oh, like Dolores, like maybe he lost his touch, but clearly he didn't. He was 32 for 46 for almost 400 yards and three touchdowns, one interception. Um, Ryan, your thoughts on that performance? Uh, one, Delora looked like a Heisman candidate out there against our defense. That was the thing. Yeah, we couldn't get any stops to save our lives. And two, we very, even though, yes, we had 300, over 300 yards rushing. We steered away from the run game, and there were a few calls in that game that ultimately did us in where we tried to get a little too cute with yeah, the yeah. play calling. Yes. Yeah. Play calling was and efficient. it came back to bite us. Which is, yeah, concerning. I'm, I'm going to ask Ben Rubino. I'm going to ask you this question yep. now. So you're a head coach. Yeah. Your run game's working. You're mm-hmm. down by what? Let's, let's, let's pretend one score. It's not, like, what was the score for this game? So 24-31. Yeah, and so, it was at... What are you talking about? The fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, yeah. What yeah, fourth score? quarter, roughly. Oh, so it was twenty-four, twenty-four, right? We were down seventeen, twenty-four, entering the fourth quarter. Okay. Yeah. Or no, we were we were tied seventeen, seventeen. They started scoring off. Yeah. The- so, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so why should I say? So I just found this out. Why should I say they scored with five minutes left in the fourth quarter? So we were down by seven. Yeah. Then, but to put yourself in these shoes, you're yeah. a head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Your run game looked phenomenal. 300 total yards, over. And passing game, it's not good, mm-hmm. but obviously it's it can need some work. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to the idea of just running the ball the entire time, or would you still want to mix it up passing and throwing, or passing and rushing, or if you're crazy for some reason, you want to just stick to the throwing? What would you do in that situation? I definitely would have had a more heavy, heavy uh, run favorite mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. You still need to pass it. You need to have a little... Yeah. Difference in it, or else the yeah, defense of course. will just Yeah, you need to, to keep the in. defense honest. You know of course, that. yeah. Keep on the toes. Where this board is supposed to be. But we're down a touchdown. Yeah, five touchdown. minutes left in the fourth quarter. BJ Baylor and Deshaun Fenwick are arguably having the best games that they've both had this season. Oh, hands down. Yep. And I just found it concerning that we wouldn't hand the ball off to them in too many situations in a row. We'd rather a quarterback draw. Do a, yeah, which I, di- I didn't like that. I like Nolan. Nolan's I like him on his run. legs. But you like him on, yeah, I like him on his legs too. Um, not I, a designed, not yeah. a designed QB run. Get him outside the pocket yeah. on the run. You know. So would you? So, so Ryan, would you suggest running more read option plays or just QB draw plays? Because there's a fine difference. So pretty much, for those that don't know, a read option play, it's it's um it's like a designed fake handoff. Take the handoff, bring the ball back to yourself, and you take off running. You have the, the option Q- to hand it off. The option, yeah, exactly. the option, option. hand it off depending Versus on whatever the defense draw, where it's like You just get it. You take like three, three steps back and just take off running. Yeah. So, Ryan, I guess I'm going to ask you this question now. You you like mobile quarterbacks. Would you agree? Yeah, you're a Chiefs fan. You like mobile quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> Mahomes isn't mobile. He, he, this is, a, this is, got, not the, this is not the Mahomes podcast. <laughs> ben, he's got Ryan, I will stop this Sorry. podcast. Andres, Andres has a very... Uh, I am not a Chiefs I, uh, fan. I understand, I understand that. <laughs> Respect <laughs> him. I understand that. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> so would you run more read option plays or would you run more QB drop plays with the, with the intent of, you know, we have a mobile quarterback, let's use him. What would you What would you do in that situation? I'd go with more of the read option. Read option, uh, especially going a little bit back to the Idaho game. That gave our defense some trouble. 
mm-hmm. read option yeah gave our defense some trouble and i was looking at that and i was like after a while looking at the game i'm like we know it's read option. They've been running read option. Idaho has been running read option for like, I don't know, like six plays straight. Like it's pretty, but that I think gives, it gives the defense something to think about there. Cause you have both the threat of either Sean Fenwick, BJ Baylor in the backfield mm-hmm. and then Nolan who can also use his legs. Yeah. Get course. outside the pop, you know, get outside, get outside and, and, you know, scramble for a couple yards yeah. here and there. So I think read option would have been the move there. Mm-hmm. If I were calling plays, if I were Lindgren or coach Smith, mm-hmm. that's what I would have been more focusing on. Not the sort of design run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More. If chance Nolan was more of like, you know, Cam Newton type of quarterback, you know, <laughs> built more like that. More like, yeah, by, by all means, yeah. by all means, built more like that. Yeah, absolutely. We go, we go, we go that route, but no. Then, no, then, no. then again, gentlemen, we can't be too harsh because we, we, are, we are nothing, yeah, more, than we, just, we, we, nothing more than just sports podcasters, yeah, that, sports exactly, editors, writers. Exactly. We can't commentate much on that. Beavers take this week, though. They have a bye week. No yeah, game, Beavers, no they have this week to chill. I'm, sure, I'm sure in practice it'll be a discussion. Which I will say, though, um, so I have a couple of football players in my class. I talked mm-hmm. to them a little bit, and they're like, oh, like, I mean, it happened, it happened. You can't change the past. Just work on the future, which is like the right mentality. I have is just like, okay, like, can't dwell on the past. Can't dwell on the past, yeah. But I guess the good thing is they have this bye week coming up, or they have it this week actually. Yeah. Because now it gives us an opportunity to kind of preview the, like the next opponents and see who they're facing. So um, let's look at who they are. Taking uh, us off, then facing. So like we all said, there's a bye week this Saturday, which is the 16th. The next game the Beavers will play is October 23rd at home, uh, Reese Stadium versus Utah. Who has given the Beavers a lot of trouble? A lot in the of past, trouble. Uh, but this oh, Utah team yeah. isn't the Utah team that they used. To oh no, hands out. No. But I will no. say, looking at the schedule, they look pretty phenomenal. So they started with the win um, against Weber State, beat them forty seventeen. They would lose their next two games, uh, one to uh, Brigham Young University, seventeen twenty six, and then at San Diego State, they defeated, they lost thirty one thirty three in triple overtime, which is yeah, indeed, Ryan. Jeez. Um, <laughs> but then they go and defeat two opponents. So. They defeat Washington State, something Oregon State couldn't do. Defeat Washington State 24-13, which is funny because that was their homecoming. And then at USC, they demolished USC 42-26. Yeah. That was huge. That was their first win in the Coliseum ever. Yeah. So Utah, yeah. there's another program going on with a lot of firsts. So they take on Arizona State this week, so we'll have to see how that game goes. But mm. I guess for me, looking at the quarterback, I forgot, I forgot his name, but I know he was number seven. He looked phenomenal. Yeah, against, Cameron um, Rising. Cameron Rising, yeah. yeah Cameron Rising he's, been on, he's been on the roster for a while, but obviously buried because of Tyler Huntley. And then also... What was it? One, one, one Char- name escaped. Charles Brewer? Yeah, and then got buried by Char- Charlie Brewer Charlie to Brewer, yeah. transfer from yeah. Baylor as well this year. Uh, there's another QB that escapes my name, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure as well that started over him. Yeah, uh, last year in 2020, he's no longer on the team now. Okay, but scary stuff for sure. Scary stuff, scary yeah. Stuff. And we're according to ESPN, we're slight favorites. We over. we should be slight favorites in at least three of our last six games. Utah, we're slight What's favorites. Like yeah. uh, looking uh, at it here. Um, let's keep looking at the schedule. Utah was this week. Then October 30th, the week after that, Beavers are traveling to Berkeley, California. Don't go to Berkeley. I'm I'm sorry, just. Oh, wait. To all the Berkeley listeners, I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> Berkeley itself is not a good... You know what? I grew up in the Bay Area, man. Berkeley was only like 
20 odd minutes away. Berkeley sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that should be a that should be a favorable game for the Beavers. Yeah, um, the Cal Golden Bears, they are um one and four overall with an yeah. O record in conference. So um look at the schedule. So um they lost to University of Nevada Reno uh by a score of 17-22, so not too bad. Defeated or lost to T- TCU by a score of 32-34. They defeated Sacramento State uh 42-30. Would lose to Washington 24-31 in overtime and then lose to Cal- uh, Washington State 6-21. So uh, I guess their first two losses in the season, they weren't horrible, kind of like in the margin of their reasonable losses. Mm-hmm. And then they go to defeat Sacramento State. But uh, when it gets a packed up competition, they're just out of the reach. Uh, yeah. They lose by a touchdown yeah. or overtime by a touchdown to Washington and then they just can't, what, two field goals <laughs> against uh, Washington State? So uh, definitely there will be some problems for just uh, the Cowboys. They take mm-hmm. on number nine Oregon. Oh this yeah, week. number nine. Yep, they do they face uh, face uh, in-state rival the Oregon Ducks this week. Yep. We'll see how that game goes. But uh, moving on after that, uh, November sixth, uh, Beavers will be traveling to Boulder, Colorado to play. Ooh. Uh, Colorado State of Boulder. I think that's the full name. Is that the full name? I, I, think, so. I think it's University of Colorado Boulder. Oh, University, University of Colorado, Colorado Boulder. Boulder. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, the Colorado green, State's like, the green ones? Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Boulder. Boulder's similar to California Bears. So far in their season, they are one and four. Um, they're on a four-game losing streak, so they opened Ouch. up... <laughs> They opened up the, f- mm, the third. Was their first game. They opened up the um, September third against Northern Colorado. Defeated them soundly, thirty-five yeah. seven, and then they have been losing their games ever since. So they Texas lost. Texas A&M, good team. Yeah, they just beat Alabama. Really good team. Really actually. good. Oh, really good games. So that's all. Oh, watching that game. That's that was podcast on its amazing. own. Amazing. Lost Texas A&M seven to ten, which is concerning. Seven to ten. Um, yeah. Literally a low scoring game. And also kind of shocking, too. I expect kind of it to be a yeah. little more high-scoring. And then they would lose to uh, Minnesota by a score of 0-30. to Shut up by Minnesota. At home, too, so that's kind of like Minnesota more I Minnesota had an upset win to start this season. They um, did, yes. They did, oh, they did okay. upset loss. Upset they loss. got upset oh. by someone. I'm not sure who. If you want to look that up, that'd be cool. Uh, ASU after nah. that. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of Arizona State this year. Oh, hands yeah. down. That's the, yeah. 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 They, they will yep. be... I'm not going to say they will be. I think they will be the leaders of the Pac-12 South heading into the Pac-12 championship Interesting, game yeah. to play. You know, the Beavers are still... Still up top. Still, 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 still up top, top for right now. Um, but, yeah, Pac-12 South leader will be ASU. Yeah, and then it's funny. This is off topic, but I'm kind of hoping that Oregon State takes on Arizona State in the Pac-12 championship because my sister goes to Arizona State. Oh, how fun. Ooh, so I want to be like, like we're, the better, yeah, we're yeah. the better Pac-12 school. And actually, it's funny. I'm sorry since you brought it up. When we went to go visit my sister at Arizona State for family weekend, coincidentally enough, Arizona State was playing Oregon State. <laughs> <laughs> and they lost the game. <laughs> I, I didn't know that would be coming back to that game. And then um, back on track, Colorado would beat USC or lose to USC yeah. at home, 1437. They take on uh, Arizona, the Wildcats, this week, which poor Arizona, they have not won a game since 2019. Yeah. So expect Colorado to be back in the winning column. If they are not, Back in the winning column by this week, I will be concerned as a as a Colorado fan and happy as a Wildcat fan. So um, just keep an eye out for that. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward from that game, we see on November thirteenth we host Stanford. Hmm. Uh, that's actually going to be the family weekend here at Oregon oh, State. Oh, is it? So, I don't yeah, know. That. Okay. My, my dad's going to be okay. coming down. Nice. Nice. Bring, you bring him up in the, in the studio. I'd love Stay to. Yeah. If, if I definitely can, I, I think he'd love to see this. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Stanford. Let's check out them. They had the big win against Oregon. 
earlier this year. That was like two weeks ago. ago. Yeah, they are three and three right now. Just five hundred. Just about five hundred. Just about five hundred. They did uh, get a win against USC when USC was ranked number fourteen in the nation. Yes. Um. Then we also see a win versus Vanderbilt, a loss at USC, and then the win versus the number three Oregon. That game was insane. Can can you talk about that game for a little bit? Um, ben Paul and I are watching on the way to the to commentate the Oregon State mm-hmm. Washington game, and then um, like when the, when like they won, we both said, "Holy, you know what?" <laughs> we just lost our minds. We were like, "No way!" Um, but yeah, and then kind of was the perfect kind of was a perfect day. perfect day. I agree. Yeah, Ducks yeah. lose. Ducks the, lose. The world Beavs wins. Win. The Beavs win. The world wins. Yeah, and yeah. then yeah. obviously Stanford they lose to Arizona State, ten twenty eight. Um, but still. Not a bad loss, in my opinion. Arizona State looking pretty good this year. Yeah. So uh, I give them a little pat on the back. Like, you tried your best, you know, but um, on to the next one, which yeah. the next one is against Washington State. That is State. against, is the, what were you talking about then? Oh, I'm talking about, yeah, Stanford. Gotcha. They, they face off against Washington State. Uh, hopefully they beat them. 16, 430 hopefully. p.m. Yeah, hopefully they beat them. They beat them. <laughs> and then November 20th, when we host Arizona State, Ooh. we beat Arizona State, Ooh. make up for everything. I did see this long graphic. It started with uh, Texas A&M beating Alabama. Oh, I did see that. And then, yeah. down, and then but Texas A&M lost to this person. Then they lost that. And then it all brought and down to together. the Beavers beating Hawaii. Yeah, and then and Hawaii. Then, I think it was Hawaii beat UCLA. Yeah. And then UCLA beat LSU. And then it, it goes like the, the So by the, the transitive table. property, the Beavers could beat we Alabama. We could beat Alabama. There we go. Number one coming up. That's <laughs> right. We want Bama. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> uh, November 20th, we host Arizona State. That's going to be... A very good game. Just because um, the, the last two meetings were very good, too. Yeah. Like, even the one during the COVID year and the one uh, the last home game that we had ever. 2019, you know? yeah. 2019. Yeah, that was, was, that was huge. Arizona State's been blowing out opponents this they year. They have. They, they haven't uh, won a game if it was within. Their only loss was 17-27 to 27 versus BYU. All their Ooh. other wins are blowouts. I'm Dominant talking not, not just single-score games. 28 to 10, 35 to 13, 37 to 10, 41 to 14. Absolute <laughs> domination from wow. Arizona State. Yeah, plus that's that's I'm scared that's that double digit wins against Pac 12 schools. So they yeah. beat Stanford 28 10, then UCLA, UCLA who beat LSU 42 23, and then Colorado who, Colorado, they defeated them 35 13. You know, that's double digit wins against in conference rivals. That, that's that's more than the dominant factor. So definitely keep an eye out for ASU. Jane McDaniels is a really good quarterback. And then I'm just hoping we move in that game because, like I said, I want to I want to be the better Pac-12 school for once. Definitely, <laughs> and I want to have the opportunity to go to Las Vegas, right? Exactly, yes. yeah. Pac-12 you know, championship, yeah, yes. hopefully, yeah. So and then to end the season, to end the season, uh, November twenty seventh. We've all been waiting for the game. We've all been waiting for it. The rivalry game, the, the rivalry highlighter game. game, whatever you want to call it. The battle of the highlighters. There we go. The battle of the highlighters. Uh, Oregon State will be traveling to Eugene to play University of Oregon. Um, that game will have a lot of. Um, What's the what's the word I'm thinking of? It's gonna have a lot of meaning into it, especially. Oh no, if, hands down, they will have especially if Oregon State and Oregon are the two leaders of the Pac-12 Ooh, North. If yeah. that win comes down to who's gonna go to the Pac-12 championship game, it all comes down to that game. I can see it being a nationally televised game. Oh, for oh sure. yeah. normally it is. Normally, well, normally it's not, <laughs> but I, well, I think like a a big this big is more than a big because yeah, sure. we earlier this season, if we if we were to beat Washington State, there were talks about College Game Day coming to Corvallis for <sighs> so uh, November. So close. 13. That's the for the Utah game. No, October 23rd against yeah, Utah. Utah yeah. They were talking about coming to that game, but unfortunately, lost the game. We're not top 25 ranked. Uh, college game day might have lost a little, lost a little interest in us. Maybe. But don't worry. Beavers will get that back, I assure you. Let's talk about the Oregon team 
even though this is the Oregon State podcast, we'll talk about yes. Oregon for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, we're on a four-game winning streak. They've had some pretty notable wins. So they beat Fresno State 31-24. Ohio, Ohio State, State 35-28. That was a crazy game in itself. Yep. Uh, Stony Brook College, they defeated them 48-7. Arizona, poor Arizona, <laughs> 41-19. And then they go to Stanford and lose to uh, Stanford Cardinals, which... As a Beaver fan, made me really happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as a Stanford, well, I'm not a Stanford fan too much because they rejected me, but I'm pretty <laughs> happy to see the fact that Stanford won. But then, I guess, Oregon, they catch a break because they face California at home. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, this week. On Friday, actually. On Friday, they face them. Yeah. So, Oregon, Oregon has a, not an easy schedule, but not a easy schedule. schedule. Something like the Beavers had to start the season. Um I mean, you got to assume the Ducks are going to take the advantage to mm. try and get back on top to Pac-12. Hands on for sure. And I guess to end this long podcast that we've had going on, <laughs> my question for you, gentlemen, is we're 4-2 and two in the season. Oregon State's 4-2 and two in the season. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? To be eligible for a bowl, you need six wins. That being said, gentlemen, mm-hmm. do you think Oregon State's going bowling this year? It's a guarantee. <laughs> I, I, I think we are. You think we are? Yeah. We're going to get, we can get two more wins. We can get two more wins. Squeak by two. We can our get two more wins. We're favored in some matches, two? but that doesn't matter. Why, why, why just two? Let's get three. We're going to get or three. Four. Or four. Or five. Or five. Or just try and just blow it. Let's see. We're four, in, we're four and two right now. One the two best now. schedule we can finish with is ten and two. Yeah, ten right. and two. Best schedule. So let I think eight wins is. Uh, I think eight wins is doable. I think eight cool. wins is doable. Yeah, it's, uh, that should be the target now, for the Beavers. Now, Ryan and I, you you not talk about this earlier today, but you said that we're projected to uh, go against Virginia in the Holiday Bowl. I believe, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. We're project right now. We're projected to go. Yeah, like you said, to go to the Holiday Bowl against UVA. Yeah. Yeah, or there's a uh, Holiday Bowl in San Diego. Gotcha. Ooh, yeah, so we're gonna that. play against exactly. the University of Virginia. You know Gen- gentlemen, if I will say. If we are going to the Holiday Bowl, we're staying at my house because I, I live about two hours from San Diego, so right. we'll just all stay right, there. Right. No need for a hotel. It makes traveling so much easier. Gotcha. A little carpool. <laughs> little carpool, carpool, exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, we can drive there, get our all equipment there going. But um, I guess we're looking far into the future. <laughs> yeah, that's far. I just hope, I will say, when we get that sixth win, I will mm-hmm. be crying my my eyes out because I want to go bowling, dang it. Yeah. I want to go bowling, you know? I want to go bowling. I've been bowling since, what, 2013? Yeah. Let's go bowling. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. Long time. Long, long time. Brandon Cook's ages. <laughs> I have a jersey up in which I love Brandon Cooks. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but anyway, go ahead, Ben. Um, well, I was just going to say, I, does that conclude? I think, yeah, we've concluded our first uh, episode of just, oh, man, like, what, what's, what's it called again, Ben? Those damn sports. Those damn sports. There <laughs> Those we go. Sports. <laughs> Those damn sports. Make sure to check in for our next episode being recorded next week. Yeah. Do these go up day of, day after? We'll figure it out. We'll figure, we'll it, figure out. it out. We'll figure You'll out. You'll see time when frame it goes for out. you guys. Yeah. But uh, once again, I am Andres Los Santos, Ryan Harlan, Benjamin Rubino, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to our banter about Oregon State <laughs> sports. And we hope to see you guys next week. Can't wait to talk to you guys.